This is Wandering Wanders, two ordinary guys wondering about extraordinary things. So welcome back to Wandering and Wanders. And we're back, folks. <laughs> the, en- <laughs> the entrance, it's just going to be every week. It is. I have to say and it. And we're back. I mean, I've been waiting to do this for years just so I could say that. I said and it in we'll the first episode. We'll just cut it there. We'll actually just cut, cut the, the entire thing right there. <laughs> well, what more do we need? So to start this week, we will start as we have started all three weeks. As always. As always. Yeah. We, we have a pattern now. That's yeah, and three is a pattern for sure. With a question. We, I mean, we've made it. We're in the big leagues. This is we it. have three. This is it. Call me Joe Rogan. You know, we're going <laughs> to sign a $2 You're billion right. dollar contract right Wow, now. really? Okay. Yeah, he like uh, he switched from doing his podcast on YouTube to like Spotify. Like Spotify signed him because they were pushing for this like really? podcasting thing. And signed him for some ridiculous sum. I think it was in the billions like with a b billions wow well as from what you told me we're on spotify but i didn't have any hand in that is there a boatload of money that i oh yeah it's just all in my pocket that's that's, okay that's it we all know like 10 viewers we all know we became seminarians for the money in it Mm, so that's what uh, it is so there we are so the question yeah so the question (laughs) so the question this week um yes i would like to know if you could have any talent, what talent would you have? Any talent in the world. Any talent. Including like if you if you could be the no, not including. <laughs> <laughs> Why would it a talent? Uh, um, yeah, if you could if talent. you could be the best at a particular talent, okay. what would that talent? Okay, be? throwing tomahawks with pinpoint accuracy. But why? <laughs> Why tomahawks? Let me tell. Let me be really, really honest with you. Okay, there's a lot of times when I'm alone and I'm walking around like outside, where uh, if you ever see me just like moving around really weird, you're like, "What the heck is going on?" He's alone. I'm imagining throwing tomahawks at everything, like trees, lights, uh, statues. Like if if it can be imagined, then I could just slice a tomahawk into something. I'm probably imagining it. Don't know why. That's the way it is. My brother actually for Christmas got me uh, throwing axes, which I've I have not. Mom, send me my throwing axes, please. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Out of the many things I forgot, the most important were the throwing axes. That was the one. That's true. That's true. Uh, Who needs clothes? Throwing axes. You can make not clothes. A man with, not a man who can throw a perfect tomahawk. That is exactly right. right. Joe, right. what about you? Any talent? Oh, golly, there's so many. I think I think right now, if I were to okay. pick one, it would be art. Like really? I think I would want to be just like an incredible painter. I, I put out awesome. there tomahawks and you bring up painting. <laughs> Well, you know, teach us on, Eli. I guess so. I don't know I why I have to ridicule me I for my dreams. I just feel like but. your <laughs> dreams are not as good as mine. Well, but I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm inclined to disagree. But, I guess know. so. No, honestly, to be really good at painting would be really, really an incredible. incredible well, gift. I just got these paintings in my room. And so That's Brian true. and I were talking about just like different kinds of art. And yeah. so like I'm finding different sort of genres of art that I like. And I'm like, wow, I can't find any like Catholic versions of this stuff. Oh. If only I could paint it, but I'm a terrible You're painter. not that bad. Yeah. We've done here's so at the seminary sometimes we have like painting well among our class we have painting competitions. 
and uh, Joseph's pretty good. Don't let him fool you. He's got it, a decent but hand at art. Okay, so I can I can put paint on a canvas and make it look sort of like something. That's but is art. It, <laughs> but, but is it something that uh, people, other people would want to hang on their walls? Mm, no. But there's Outside a lot of, of my things. family and or mother? <laughs> yeah, really just mother. Yeah, really but just really, mother. I've seen that's a lot of art that people hang on their walls that I can't believe anybody wants to hang well, on Well, that's entirely that, I mean, that's, that's a whole other episode fair. right there. What's mm. up with modern art? Why know? is art terrible? <laughs> <laughs> no, art's incredible. Some things that are labeled Why as art are not art, we... I think. Labeled art, terribly. but yeah, that's 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 a whole different topic right there. But I think it changes, you know. Like I, I don't know. Like I, I think earlier when we've talked about this, you've said like archery, you know, like being the the master, like Robin oh, Hood talents? level yeah. archery, you know. I, that is and that is my art right there. I don't know. So right now, right now it's artist, but I think that's just because it's it's present. That's present I mean that's mind. a very real so thing. How it goes. You, we are humans. All right, so we'll begin with a prayer. Yes. And the topic for the night. So in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and enkindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit instructs the hearts of his faithful, grant that by that same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Good job. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Remembered it. Remember, <laughs> yeah, just, just for everybody's information, I tried to say that last week and uh, forgot it. So I, just, I really just wanted to show you up. <laughs> you did it. You it did a, it. So it a, I'm it sad. A prideful prayer. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. so, question. So what are we question, talking about? So the question for the night. Is, uh, is actually a series of questions. It's going to be a oh, whole wander. Right? I like to wander. Which, so do you remember back in, which is the title, back, yes. in, back in grade school when you were learning about similes and metaphors? Gosh, and yes, it was confusing stuff. It was confusing which one was like, which one is. Do you remember it, it, the definition you were given as a, as like a teenager or whatever for what an analogy was? Honestly... No, uh, I think based, but this is like, I feel like based on what I know now about analogy, I would say it is something, saying that something is like something else. The bee flew like a bullet. Uh, it's relating something, or is that simile? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Grandma was my strong but I, So I think, I think they're all within the same vein, right? They are. Like it's yeah. the... Simile, metaphor, and analogy lie within this similar vein that is there is there are two objects that are somehow related to one another. Yep. Um, but the relation hasn't necessarily been drawn. And so the process of like an analogy or a metaphor or a simile itself is the author like drawing yeah. the bridge between the two of those. Yep. I like that. Yeah. I like that imagery right there. That was an analogy you just made. Oh, with the bridge. With there the it bridge. Is. That yeah. was, lo and behold, it comes lo out. Lo and behold, in it our takes an analogy life. to uh, describe an analogy. True. So True. It is truly right and just. <laughs> I like that. There, there it is. So, the question I have for tonight is I've, I've been thinking about analogies mm. a lot lately. Mm. So, it's come up in class a, lo- a good bit. 
as it should, as it should. Mm-hmm. So, Eli, what does what does analogy? How does analogy affect the way that you live? The way that I live. Yeah, the way in that general. you live. Or if if you want a better, or I guess a more directed question, how does analogy affect the way that you view the world? I like that. Um, how does analogy affect the way I view the world? I think that if we did not have an analogical view of the world, it would be extremely literal and boring. Okay? Yep. So like like you were saying, analogy draws these bridges between things. Things seen, unseen, all this, you know, like connecting things to emotions and everything. So I can look out at a sunset and see so much more than a sunset because of analogy. I can connect that. What else do you see in a sunset then? Um, beauty itself, in a sense, like when I think of sunsets, that's usually one of my examples of beauty. So then I start to think about like beauty. Okay, well, like this is beautiful, which means mm-hmm. that it partakes in beauty. So what is beauty? Um, uh, what else? The feelings that you get from sunset. You know, the sunset is not just the sunset, but in a sense, the experience mm-hmm. of the sunset. Yeah, truly. And I don't think without analogy, that connector, we would be able to connect sunset to feeling. There's definitely, as a, 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 a girl once told me, you, what did she say? Sunrises are, hope. no, what is it? Yep, sunrises are hope, sunsets are beauty. And like the, the feelings that you get oh, along with those. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, that's good. That blew my mind when she said that. Uh, but uh, the feelings you get that go along with those, like the fact that I can say that, that a sunrise is hope and a sunset is beauty. And you have some sense of what I mean. Mm-hmm. That you can say like, oh, wow, that, I like that. Like, yeah. That makes no literal sense. That's not sense. like totally <laughs> foreign to me. And I'm like, yeah. you're just spouting yeah. words that mean nothing. So I think, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's just like, because we connect things that aren't, a sunset is not in itself the totality of beauty. Yeah, and it is a sunrise is not in itself the totality of hope. Like when we look at a brick and say that's a brick, <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, that's a brick, you know. But when we say a the, a sunrise is hope, we are connecting. We're making an analogy between sunrise and hope. Hmm. Does that make sense? I I guess just kind of a, as a curiosity, why do you think? Like, why do you think a sunrise in particular is, like, I don't, I don't think anything, I don't think you can make an analogy out of everything, right? Like That's true. Um, like, I think it would be really hard to make an analogy between this wooden desk that we have in front of Which me. is just very okay. Which is mediocre at yeah. best. Yeah. It's not the worst I've seen. Um, I will say that. Well done, and, Mine, right? <laughs> and, uh And hope. Like a sun, like a sunrise. So not like a sunrise. I mean, I could definitely make some analogies here. They would be, they'd be, a, they'd be a reach. Oh yeah, I think uh, it would be they'd a be very much a reach. reach. Um, but a sunrise very much lends itself. You're right. So what is it about a sunrise that lends itself to, to hope? <laughs> um, this is not at all where I plan on going. Which hey, is great, you know, so. look at us wander as we wander. I would say, what is it about a sunrise? I would say that it really, I don't, I don't think that you can 
understand the sunrise as hope without its context. If you uh, were to look at a sunset and think it was a sunrise, but know that it's time for the setting sun, you would still know that it's a sunset and that's different than a sunrise. You know? So because of the time of the day. Mm-hmm. So we have to take it within the context of the whole day. Within, you know, night has passed. Darkness is being driven away. I think that's really what leads to hope. Mm-hmm. Darkness isn't falling, which there actually is something beautiful about. Um, but darkness is being driven back. And I think that that, that awakens within the human mm-hmm. being a sense of there's something good coming. You know, like when you see, I think... Uh, was it John Paul II? St. John Paul II. He talks about, uh, I think he talks about marriage as the nook of dawn, and, which is wow. awesome. Wow. Yeah, right. and there's so yeah, he's, he's awesome. He's, he's got away with words exactly. Just... But so I've, I, you know, I've, I've heard that a while ago in college. I was like, hmm, what the heck does that marriage mean? Marriage is the nook, the of nook hope? of dawn. Oh, nook the of nook dawn. of dawn. Nook of dawn. Which Don is kind of hope. Nice hope yeah. But um, so I, I was always like, okay, I'm not sure exactly what it means by that. And then when I was a missionary, I remember one time being home at, over Christmas break or something. So the, the Vermont hills were blanketed with snow. And I was sitting in our, our front room, we call it, which is all just big glass windows. And I mean, it's an incredible view. I didn't appreciate mm-hmm. it for so many years of my life. But now I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. we look out over this sweet valley and there's mountains. And there's one spot where like between two hills, there's a little nook. And so I had gotten up early for to go out the barn or hunt or something. And I was sitting there and I looked out and the sun was rising, just barely starting to rise. And the only place mm. where there was dawn was in the nook. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's the nook of dawn. And in an instant... I understood much more fully what JP2 meant by saying that marriage is a nook of dawn, by by making an analogy between the feelings I had looking at that nook of dawn, knowing that more was coming, that this was just a little foretaste of the beauty and the glory that was coming. We have incredible sunrises. And so, like, there's a beauty coming. And this nook is a messenger of that. And because of the feelings I was able to, you know, see and feel and taste and that was <laughs> on, um, I thought instantly of JP2. I was like, hmm. this is what he's saying about marriage and the, the life with God. This is a foretaste of heaven, really. Wow. Um, analogy, boom. <laughs> yeah. I, wow. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Me too. Mm. Okay, so... Yeah, so when I when I first entered seminary, my my bishop and I went out to dinner one night. We we went out to get Chinese like oh. at some random restaurant in Mobile. Your bishop's awesome. Um, <laughs> it was me, the vicar general, and my bishop just getting <laughs> Chinese together. It was great. I feel like my bishop um, would do that, but I've, I haven't done it with him yet. Oh, so. He's a wonderful man. Yeah. I love him. And so we were talking about... Oh, we were talking about my story, and I was talking about how my parents were converts. And mm. So then we were talking about converts, and he was saying there's something, uh, there's something about conversion that doesn't just stop after you've been like brought into the church, mm. after you like receive confirmation, because converting to Catholicism is actually like 
undertaking this change in worldview um, and, and coming to learn how to think like a Catholic. Hmm. And so I keep, you know, that was what, two and a half, two and a half years ago. And I keep thinking about that. Like, what, what does it mean to think like a Catholic? Ooh. And I think central to that is this idea of analogy. Hmm. Um, and so what I, what I mean by that is like in the, mm, I think, I think to a Catholic or I guess first, yeah. What, what, what do you think about that? Wow. For, yeah. I mean, those are, that's like a, a phrase that I hear and I'm like, Ooh, yeah, but I don't really know why I got to think about it for a second. But, um, do you need some time? I no, can, no. I think that, right. I, I mean, I think I'm a feet. I'm a quick thinker, can, like a squirrel. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I really like, well, I mean, that's something that, Saints and, and Pope Francis, I think, has really touched on like daily conversion uh, and the coming to change. But I like it as what I think of when you say that what you, what you were talking about, like the the Catholic world worldview, the coming to see. It's almost like waking up, you know, mm. like this this slow awakening to just seeing the world the way that it truly is. Um, and so I think that that's it, it's so easy to think. I mean, made it, got it. You yeah. know, I'm a cradle Catholic. Um, and uh, so it's like, yeah, I guess you are too because your parents were the converts. But, they were. They were. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm in. I got it. But like the sense of, of deepening, of growing closer. It's almost like sometimes I imagine, and this isn't quite right, I guess, but it's an analogy. Um, like this, this God is, you know, almost like the sun, just this burning ball of light off in the distant galaxy. And really to be a Catholic is just to be hurtling towards him, like this asteroid or something, but just like that super fast movement of just like flying across space and that almost the thrill of it. But there's just such a huge distance to go. You're, you're still going. But also God's just shooting towards you. And like that's just the relationship with God. Just is just hurtling. And God's actually going faster. He's coming closer to us. But, uh, and you know, someday there's going to be just this collision. Hmm. And it's going to be awesome. Uh, I wish you guys could see my hand motions. There's right a now. lot of, it's lot of, it's a lot right now. Gesticulation. <laughs> I've always wanted to use that word, and I, it is a word. It is it's a not word. what it means. Gesticulation. Yeah, to gesture. Oh, okay. To wow, that yeah. was perfect. Yeah, there's a lot of gesticulation. I remember hearing that for the first time in like high school, and being like. No one's ever getting used to <laughs> <laughs> Here I am. What is it? September uh, 23rd. 23rd. Day after my birthday. Never forget. Yep. Never forget. <laughs> Never forget. Um, gesticulation was used in proper context. Um, but yeah, so I think that that, that, like, that coming to know the worldview, I, th- I see it as kind of like that hurtling towards God. Mm. Like there's constantly more behind you. And yeah. constantly less distance between you and God, and you can see things more clearly. You you come to know God more fully, but you're not there yet. Um, and I think that's important. You're not there yet. We're growing closer. Hardly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so in class, we're uh, we're currently reading one of the church documents, Dei Verbum. Verbum. The word of God. Yes, the word of 
the worm. The worm. Uh, the we got the worm again. <laughs> uh, speech terrible. Um, yeah. So we're talking about like Christ as the logos. Christ is the word that God in Genesis speaks the world into existence. So like Christ is the person through which all of creation gets like reinterpreted essentially. Mm. Um, which means to a Catholic. So I, so I guess my response first is that like, yeah, what does it mean? A Catholic thinking, a Catholic worldview is one where like all of reality, everything, everything that is present to us is pregnant with God. Oh, I love using right? the term pregnant oh, for, for things that are not pregnant woman or female. Because it's analogical. It's That's analogical, why. but it's just so, the, the image so of pregnancy and like the life that comes in. And like, I love how we say that, like pregnant woman glow. And so like, and I think that's true. Honestly, you see a pregnant woman, you're like, oh, she's glowing. But uh, just that in creation, oh, I'm not even sure why I love it so much, but that's awesome. Keep going. So I think why you love it, though, is because it's so like it touches on a theological reality, right? Yeah, it's very fitting. It's very it's very fitting. Um, So if if God is like. In the in the proper sense of sexuality, if if God is purely masculine in the sense that he is uh, he is the giving animator of all mm-hmm. existence, mm-hmm. that's why he was called Father by the Jews. Yes, uh-huh. yes. Um, and if all of creation, in the proper sense, is feminine, uh-huh. and that we were all receptive mm-hmm. to His grace, then it is fitting for all of reality then to be pregnant with Him. Um, it's, it's a fitting analogy. Yeah. Wow. And so like, if, if we understand God to be father in the proper sense, and we understand our place in creation as reflective of him and for creation to be in service to him, then I don't think it's a far jump at all No. to say that all of reality is, is pregnant with the expectation for God, right? Yeah. And so a Catholic worldview in my mind is one that that is willing to look at the analogy to see that like the potential for something so like mundane and simple or stupid or I don't know. Yeah. Um and to be able to see that in a way that like truly reflects like our creator. Mm. You know, like that that's a that's a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, so like you're saying the Catholic worldview is to be the midwife that delivers wow. God into the world. Call the midwife. Uh, call the midwife There's because the whole world is pregnant. For, that's right. For I have, I have never heard it phrased that way, but I think that's absolutely true. I like that. I think that's absolutely true. This might change my yeah, life. That's, that's absolutely true. I never wanted to be a midwife more. Well, I have wanted to be a midwife, but <laughs> but never more than now. Never That's really the talent now. that you wanted. The best, <laughs> the best midwife ever. Uh, midwifery. midwifery. <laughs> is a talent. real word, isn't it? I, I don't know. We used it a lot last yeah, year. I don't know midwifery. if it was real. Oh my gosh! Can you be a midwife as a man, or are you a mid husband? I don't. I don't actually know if they have a different term for it. I think you're. Seems a little maybe weird. you're a. I don't know. You're, well, now you're called a gynecologist. 
Or, no, that's no, different. No, that's, that's different. What's an OBG? That's obstetrician. Obstetrician. That's they deliver babies, right? They do. Yeah. I think you're an obstetrician. Which is less cool than midwife. It is. And even as a man, I would prefer midwife to yeah, obstetrician. Nobody too. know what that means. You sound too much uh, like an ostrich. It's, so. In some ways, it's... No, it's not similar it's at all. It's not. It's not. Um, there's no analogy. No there. analogy. Tried no to find it, couldn't, there. on the fly. Man, I love that, though. We have to be midwives because the whole world is pregnant for God. And that's, that's the beauty of the Catholic worldview, is to be willing to deliver God... From the world, the pregnant world. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that speaks very deeply to liturgy and our our view of liturgy. Like, the liturgy is there and, you know, giving birth to the realities of God. This is getting deep here. I like this. The liturgy is is giving birth to these realities of God, the the rejoicing in heaven, the, the suffering and resurrection of Christ. They're there, but are we willing to be the midwife that that aids it into the world, that receives it into the world, and then, in a sense, hands it back to Mother Church? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, I think my next question. Oh. Yes. So I think my next question would be, why is it then... If, if that's the context that we have for analogy in a Catholic worldview, mm-hmm. why is it that there seem to be some analogies that are more, I guess, universal or speak? Like when you talk about a sunrise, I think, and you, and you relate it to hope, I think people can get that jump. Like that's, that's a pretty universal jump. Yeah. Right? If I was trying to convince you that my desk was a was a hopeful object for me, you might be like, well, I'm pretty gullible. I'd take it. That's, that's fair. <laughs> no. Do you think I could convince the whole world no, that my desk no, is an object No, that's definitely not true. You're right. Um, you're right. No, there's definitely things that lend themselves more. So if, if, there's, if there are some analogies that lend themselves more, what is it about them? Like, why is it that we seem to thrive so much in an out? Like, it's it's almost like second nature to us to speak an analogy. I think, yeah, I would say it really is second nature to us. Like, we do it without thinking about it in so many little ways throughout our day. Uh, but why is it so important? I mean... The kind of, I would say maybe the obvious answer is, like, that's how we relate to God. God is... As, as we learn in our theology classes, um, God is always more dissimilar than he is similar, but there's always a relation there. Mm-hmm. And so, like, uh, which brings in a lot of mystery, which we'll, we'll talk about next week. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think that it's just like that's how we relate to God is by finding things that connect to God by finding things that connect to each other. Because I think, you know, if we look at the world as a whole, if we look at creation as a whole, it all is, it's like a love letter written from God that points us to Him. And so if we connect 
the dots. You know, you remember Connect the Dots? Those were the best as a kid. Connect the Dots? Uh, come you? on, no, you had a child. Of course I know what <laughs> Listen, I don't know. You're from Alabama. <laughs> You're from Alabama. If, if anyone can connect the dots, it's Alabama. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. pictures? I don't know about that, but we can connect oh, some dots. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah. But uh, as Alabamans do, connecting dots. Like, I think that when we're willing to make analogy... We're willing to look more intently and deeply at the entire picture. When you connect the dots, uh, you know, like when we make analogies, we're connecting a dot to another dot. They, these things that are, in a sense, not completely, but in a sense, uh, individual and on their own in creation, we connect it to another individual thing. And that makes that line that you get in connecting the dots. A relationship. A a relationship, yeah. Yeah. And so like the more relationships we make, the more fully we see pictures. And I think that, now that I'm saying this out loud, I think that that is actually one of the problems with kind of the modern scientific view of how we see things. Of we, we do our best to pull things apart and look at them as an individual. And leave mm. them as Out an individual. Yeah. yeah, and to you know, to pull you know the different uh, like uh, sciences and all these different things. We try and we try and pull things apart. We try and disconnect the dots and look at them on their own. And like, yeah, where we have a whole lot of atheism and a whole lot of like, oh, I don't know if there's God. When the whole world is pointing to God, if you are willing to live with that analogical worldview and connect the dots. And I don't think that that goes against reason at all. Yeah. It, like that really should be a part of reason that we're missing a lot in our modern, uh, air quotes, scientific worldview. Um, yeah, yeah, is that, you get what I'm saying? That yeah, uh, totally. I, I, I think uh, even to kind of press it further, I think the reason analogy speaks so much much to us is because it it touches a real like an unseen reality, mm. um, yeah, about the way that things actually are. And so, like, I think a sunrise as a, a message of hope speaks to us in a way that's like like to the fiber of our being. You know, like, yeah, because you were talking about the the sun, like its light pushes away the darkness. Yeah, and like if we're we're pretty far away from like living in a world where there's not just like light available all the time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so yeah. like, if I go outside and it's eight o'clock at night, which right now it's it's pretty much pitch black it's outside. Black. Uh, we're in the middle of nowhere in Indiana. So I like there's that. that. Gotta love I it. Do. Yeah, you gotta love it. But if I want to go outside and I want to walk around in the dark, Which, I'm going to take a flashlight, you know? Well, I'll be honest. I'm going outside tonight and walking around in the dark without a flashlight. Well, that's because there's <laughs> lights on the road. You're right. You're right. Yeah, so I, wouldn't, there, I get really scared of Sasquatch. Outside, if it was literally just the stars, I'd be scared of there Sasquatch. There wouldn't like be enough wouldn't light outside for you to actually get around without stumbling all Trip. over yourself, right? Yeah, all over. Um, and and so you Sasquatch. Have the, and Sasquatch. <laughs> and Sasquatch. And so you have this like imagery of the sun rising as one of like dispelling darkness and uncertainty and mm. like and so the rising sun is is analogous to all of this like oh this like battle almost between like yeah, I like to think of it like that. Knowledge too. and unknowledge and like 
intimacy and distance and like all of these like opposites mm. that the sun rising and dispelling the darkness like speaks to us in a in a metaphysical way. And so yeah. that's why it works as an as an analogy is because it speaks to the like to the nature of the way things are. Yep. I think this is why it's so important to wonder, honestly, mm, to yeah. to look at things and make those analogy to what is beyond those things. Um, yeah. Wow. I really, really love that. <laughs> that just analogy connects us to, to, to reality. Yeah. Even though, in a sense, you know, when you first think of analogy, it seems like you're making a, almost an unreal connection. You know, mm-hmm. like this, this theoretical bridge. But what you're really doing is creating a relationship, and that relationship is that that's real. It's almost like super real. It's like beyond real. Yeah. Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, Gosh, a materialistic worldview is just disappointing. It really is. (laughs) It's, I forget, I'm trying to think, ever since we started talking, there's some quote about looking at the world with a poetic view. I don't even remember who it's by. If my little sister Lily was here, she'd probably just pull it. She's got a book full of quotes. She she loves quotes and they're so good. And she's got a book (laughs) full of them, but she's got it in there. I know it. (laughs) <laughs> well, you've got to remind me of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, to look at the world with a poetic worldview that sees beyond just what's there is to actually look at the world. And I think that that's very countercultural. But I think it's very real. Hmm. So let's spend this week actually looking at the world. I, yeah. w- I would love to. And, uh, yeah, I hope you guys are, are willing to do that, too. So, yeah, analogy, connecting things, making relationships between what we can see, what we can't see, things we feel. Those relationships bring a deeper reality into our worldview. And that, I think, to be the midwives to the pregnant creation is to have that Catholic worldview. I never thought that would be the, the analogy that we drew. But I dig it. Midwifery <laughs> Mid- Mid- is a virtue. Mid- Let's just say that. All righty. We'll call it. Absolutely. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, we, we hope you join us next week on Wandering Wanders. And may God bless you and all your wanders. See you all later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Wandering Wanders. All of our episodes can be found online at wanderingwanders.org. That is wanderingwanders.org.